0: there are plenty of reasons why people get into paddling
1: I must say by day 11 of doing this I was a bit like really another day
0: and I've come to Yorkshire to hear stories of mental and physical well-being of cleanups, and of a great community
1: it's good in the winter it gets you warm before you go out and
0: paddle in January this is episode 2 of Clear Access Clear Waters The Paddler's Podcast and I'm Etienne Stott Today I'm at Greenbofield Locks near Skipton and I've got some great guests. A woman who's gone wild in her 50s with a marathon stand-up paddleboard journey, a single mum who's decided to get back onto the white water after years and years away and an incredible, inspiring community that binds them all together. That's the British Canoeing She Paddles community.
1: Hi, my name is Jo, I'm 54, I live locally and I'm a paddleboarder. Hi, I'm Katie, I work for British Canoeing and I run the She Paddles programme for them.
2: Hi, I'm Emma, I'm 38 and I live relatively local and I'm a
0: predominantly kayaker. This spot's got some kind of significance to you as I understand it and, and just yeah, tell me a bit about that please.
1: I live quite locally and this is my training ground and I came through here when I paddled from Liverpool to Gaul coast to coast in the
0: summer. I mean it's a beautiful place and I suppose mm. you've travelled this whole section and it's just a wonderful, wonderful part and, and I suppose that whole journey, was it such a, such a voyage for you?
1: It was. It was. Um, I wanted to do it. One of the reasons was because my youngest son's going to university next month and I wanted to have a dream that would pull me to the future. I'll be a single mum empty nester. <laughs> so yeah it, it has been a voyage of discovery for me uh, personally as well as one across the country and seeing the landscape.
0: And so we're all here you know we're, there's this you've got the sheep paddles, uh, branding on <laughs> and this is such a cool thing. So I think it's just a really nice thing to talk about that and explain what that means to you and and how that's kind of changed your your attitude and what you're bringing to this.
1: I just want um, women, particularly women my age, um, to just feel really welcome on the water and to know that there's lots of us out there doing it and you don't have to be brilliant you don't have to be perfect, you just need to try, give it a go get the relevant information, always be safe but that you are very very welcome on the water and wherever you are I'll be cheering you on that's really my message Yeah,
2: um, for me as well um, it's
1: just about getting more
2: women into paddle sport and showing how good the water can be to help with mental health um, you know recovery from all sorts of things, it's just it's it's so good for everybody so that
0: side of paddling is really nice you know being out in nature peaceful places getting out there using your body being in relaxing environments is that that's important
2: absolutely it does so much for being out on the water your physical health if you if you're using your body physically then that helps your mental health as well just being away from everything and just escapism it's that escapism and just getting back to back to groups basically it does so much for improving our mentality in such
1: a busy world I absolutely agree I think um, women can become quite disconnected from their bodies and told how we should look and what we should do and what we should eat and actually moving your body can give you a much better relationship because you're on these little adventures and you do things and so I have you know I've lifted my board around 91 locks just on the Lee's Liverpool canal and pulled it out with bags of litter and put it back in and I go oh I can do that and I think particularly women of my age who are going through the menopause you can feel really disconnected from your body it's like, what is going on but using it and particularly being outdoors you just develop this little friendship with your body again and you're just very instinctive and you can trust it you can say i can do that i i can get from a to b on my board i can get out i can get in and it's it, you take that back to everyday life it gives you a confidence to then engage more confidently in in your normal day-to-day living as well
3: It's great to just hear Joe and Emma talking like that because my job is to run She Paddles, but it is so much more than a job. It's something that I'm passionate about is getting women feel confident on the water so that they do what they want to do when they want to do it. And that's why Joe and Emma are She Paddles ambassadors, because they've got that passion. They know what it can do for you. And it's wonderful to hear them sharing that with other women. Really want lots more women, young women, older women, everybody to just be on the water and loving it and loving themselves.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. To be a paddle sports ambassador, I, I wear my jacket, whether it's cold or warm or whatever. It's a good looking jacket, why wouldn't <laughs> it's you? It's a great jacket, I just, uh, yeah, all the time. And I'm just so proud, I'm so proud of it and I'm so proud that people say, oh, I, you know, I, I saw you in the paper or something and it's, it's. I just feel like I'm a, the messenger and the messenger is go and try it, go and enjoy it go and do it for your you know what makes you feel good that's what it's about and that you are stronger and more amazing than you might think you are and the water can do that
0: i think that's the thing for me you know my experience of the outdoors is that it does it teaches you that you are able to do things that maybe people look at you and think i can't do it you know i was a you know scrawny little kid kind of whining crying all the time and scared of things and for me the outdoors is an empowering place for
2: me as well I, I like to be able to show that you know it doesn't matter what size you are paddle sports is for everybody um i'm not the skinniest of people in the world and but i can still do it i can still go out kayaking and canoeing and stand up paddle boarding with other people and keep up and things it's just it's it's believing in yourself
0: i mean that's for me one of the nice things about paddling right all these different sports because no one's good at them naturally everyone's basically rubbish at them naturally (laughs) and then you uh, and then you kind of figure it out yourself and everyone basically the more you go the the quicker you you know the better you get and i think that's you know there's all different shapes and sizes in competitive sports you know competitive slalom especially but in in paddle sports everyone figures this out for themselves
1: yeah. and there's no mirrors <laughs> yeah. you know nobody's watching nobody's taking selfies in the mirror um if you take a selfie you might fall in um but on this paddleboard anyway um but it is it's everybody is welcome that really is the message everybody is welcome and that's um the message i just want to keep giving
3: and i think for me also there is that message around the fact that there are lots of different types of craft that you can try you can try a stand-up paddleboard a kayak a canoe you can go on peaceful waters that don't move you can go on fast moving water and if if one thing doesn't suit you something will and that's the great thing it's not paddling is not just one thing it is so many different things and uh, you will find something you love
0: i think i've also picked up joe you've mentioned it a couple of times you know your age and i mm-hmm. think that's another really interesting dynamic here because it's about saying actually, what is age nowadays? What does this mean? Does it, does it matter anymore?
1: I don't think it does. Um, and I think paddle sports, particularly stand-up paddling, is great for women because it's um, so good for your core stability, which we all need. You've got your strength. Your, it's low impact. I have a knee injury that's just... I keep injuring every time I go surfing. Um, but uh, paddle sports, I, I wasn't injured at all doing this. I just feel stronger and more stable. So I think it's a great uh, paddle sports are great for women of all ages.
0: Just moving away from the discussion in the group for a moment to speak to Jo and find out a bit more about Paddleboard the North project that she's been involved in. Paddleboard
1: the North was my summer adventure. It was 162 miles coast to coast from Liverpool to Gould along the Leeds and Liverpool Canal and the Air and Colder Navigation. I was fundraising for two charities and picking up litter at the same time.
0: What's going on? Am I doing this right? Yours is pumped up nearly already.
1: Oh no, oh I don't. My board is called Grace after Grace Darling, um, the RNLI um, hero, heroine in, uh, from Northumberland who rescued lots of people in her boat. My dad is an RNLI volunteer and a huge fan of the RNLI, and I thought that's what I want to call her, and I called her Grace after Grace Darling. So yeah, we went out on, um, on the canals together. Right,
0: I'm going for another 100. <sighs> I count this as my exercise for the day as well. <laughs>
1: I know you can get electric ones, but I just thought I'd do it all myself.
0: We're just getting on the canal now. Just looking forward to it. I've never, well, I've I've been paddle boarding a bit, but I think it's going to be quite cool. Looking forward to it. It's a sunny day. It's a good time to get on the water. So what's the best way of launching these, Joe?
1: I'm very cautious each time. I just sort of sit here. Make sure you've got hold of your paddle. And then one leg either side of the handle
0: there we go oh that's not too bad
1: very good
0: 162 (laughs) miles on one of these on the paddleboard the north uh trip that must have been a bit of a mission
1: it was it was 11 days when all i had to do was paddle and pick up litter it was glorious actually
0: what did you get out of it what was the highlight
1: oh just the beauty Just the beauty of seeing the countryside from a completely different perspective. Uh, The people that I met, the things I saw, the wildlife, the bird life. And just trying to make a difference with my fundraising and litter picking. And hopefully encouraging other people to do adventures on their doorstep.
0: So yeah, we're going to go for a cruise down the canal and see, uh, see what we can see. It's a lovely stretch of water and I'm looking forward to it. Hey, wait for me. So how would you describe the state of the the canals as you found them in general you know i suppose it was it was it different in the towns and cities and in the yes. country
1: yeah there was definitely areas where the plastic pollution was worse and there was areas where there was duckweed and algae that just really slowed me down that was quite um difficult but um it was the variety it was the contrast it was the beauty of the countryside the interesting architecture of the towns and cities Everything was. Each day was different. Nothing was the same. I never felt like, oh, another day on the canal. It was like, oh, what am I going to see today? What's going to be different? What's going to be
0: new? And I think I really like the idea of exploring these urban spaces from stand-up paddleboard because you see something, you know, the tunnels and all that. Absolutely,
1: sort of thing. yeah. So I did two tunnels, uh, Gano Tunnel, which is four hundred meters and Full Ridge Tunnel, which is a mile. Mm. So that was quite scary, um, but not as scary as I imagined it would be. That was on a traffic light system. Uh, so I knew that nobody else would be coming my direction. But, yeah, fun, really fun, and on my doorstep. That's the beauty of it. But, yeah, the urban, going through Leeds, going through Salts Mill, um, Saltaire past Salts Mill was just extraordinary. The architecture... Just seeing all these beautiful, beautiful buildings from a completely different perspective. Literally every day I just felt gratitude. It was like, I'm 54, I'm healthy enough to do this. I have you know, friends who um, didn't make it to 50. So every day I was just grateful that I had the opportunity. And I really wanted to live in the moment. You know, I wanted not to listen to podcasts, although podcasts are obviously excellent. Um, (laughs) I didn't want to listen to music. I just wanted to live in the moment and just experience everything, all the sounds, the sights, everything. This was my 25 miles in one day. And it was just- uh, It's your home stretch. This is my home stretch and it's just so beautiful. I can't believe it. So how long did 25 miles take um i think it took me about 12 hours
0: oh wow so it's a big shift
1: yeah a big one um but i had friends join me from the beach clean community and just local people and they all bought me flapjack and uh yeah it was gorgeous but to arrive at night into my home was just amazing i felt so brave i felt like i was wonder woman (laughs) which i don't often feel i must admit I did it late at night, but I knew I could do it because it's where I train. And I felt like, you know when you footballers say, oh, I practice, practice, practice for that goal in the World Cup? Yeah. Well, I felt like all my training was practicing for that one moment when I did it at night on my own. I mean, I had my all my torches. I was really safe. But I felt like I'd practice, practice, and this was my World Cup goal. And it was like, wow, I can do that. And there have been a lot of times in my life when... I haven't felt confident when I haven't felt like I had much kind of much to give, much, much value in life. And I just felt literally at that moment, I was like, wow, you know, this is I am a little bit Wonder Woman right now. It was just glorious. So this is
0: a story of empowerment and kind of I think some of us talk about empowerment like it's something that is uh you know, found from the outside but it seems to me very often it's actually discovered or rediscovered or unearthed from the inside.
1: It's rediscovered and, and, and unearthed. It's what we have but sometimes we lose it. You know we lose it along the way being mums and, and just yeah different things happen in life um, and you lose that confidence and what the water and what this trip has done was just unearth it, rediscover it and for that moment in fact, the whole 11 days, I felt like I was the most me. It was like me, but like more me than more me, you know. It was everything that I'd hoped for. And yeah, I, uh, it was extraordinary. But I think empowerment, you don't, it's inside, but we forget it or life sort of lets us forget it or knocks it out of us. But the water can help us unearth it if we really let it. And
0: has that feeling worn off or is it built?
1: Um, I think it's building. I I came back just thinking of possibilities. I kept saying to my friends, I just feel like life has more possibilities instead of, sort of panicking that my youngest son's going off to university i'm like no there's lots that i can do and i'll be okay that was one of the main parts of paddleboard the north was trying to show my sons that whilst they're off on their adventures and flying the nest that their mum would be okay and now they're like where are you and what are you doing and (laughs) why can't you help me here and i'm like i'm busy so yeah it's done all that and i'm just building on it and seeing where it takes me really
0: there's a genuine sense of camaraderie amongst this, this group of people here. You know, Sheep addles is obviously a movement and a group of people. And it seems, you, you you know, understand here that Katie and Emma were there to kind of celebrate the end of your massive voyage. Yeah,
1: to... they were there. Um, Emma came out and paddled the last bit with me. Um, and we were, it was fine. And then we felt like it was about to rain and we tried to put waterproofs on and, <laughs> and the rain came before I even got to. And it was just so wonderful to share it um I've always been afraid of team sports because I thought I would let everybody down but to have their friendship even on a daily basis in whatsapp groups and 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 actually at the event was uh it was beyond anything I could imagine uh, really, it was. It was such a fun paddle.
2: Mm. It was the cloud was building, and it was it was great to just go and meet Joe. And it was like I could see her in the distance, and it's like, quick, paddle faster! I'm gonna get there. <laughs> I can see her, and and just to do that last bit, and mm. then the heavens opened, mm. and it was beautiful watching the rain falling onto the river. We didn't care. It was just one of those really joyous moments. The thunder was amazing. The lightning was great, and it's like, let's get there. Let's do this. Joe's mm. just on such an amazing thing and it was just it was the best to just be able to support her
3: mm. and uh, and I missed the very last bit because my dog dived under a hedge because he was scared of the weather and I was under the hedge with him and so I came out just as the rainbow came out
1: you brought the sunshine. Yeah. yeah it was just It was such an emotional time, but having um, other people there to support me was beyond anything I could have expected. And uh, yeah, it was just that team spirit, really. And knowing that you're in a different vessel, a different craft, and yet we were all in it together and... I I couldn't have asked for a more um, emotional finish to be honest yeah it's wonderful
0: seeing this now because I you know even you recounting that story you obviously you know you can see how emotional memory what strong um what strong moment that was for you and obviously did, did it change how did it change you did you feel it changed you a little bit or
1: I just felt beyond grateful like so grateful to be there and also as Emma said, that living in the moment, not really caring that we were so wet and so bedraggled and yet we didn't care. I was waving roses in the air and, and you gave me sunflowers. And it was just, we were living gloriously in the moment, messy, but completely ourselves. And it's that clip has been on telly, it's been on Facebook. Um, you know, I was on Look North with it. And I just feel like that is the essence of who I was at that time and that friendship. And yeah, we were just women having a, the best time. Yeah. It really was, wasn't it? it was and just, we didn't it was know each fun. other well. No, we didn't. We'd seen each other at the induction day. And
2: like, you know, it was all very frantic and high. And, mm. and we have chatted on WhatsApp and instagram and stuff but to actually just be out there paddling together it was such a it was such an amazing experience and an amazing feeling and and i think we've got such a great group of women's paddling ambassadors this year just we all click we all get along really well we're all like oh i'm coming to such and such this weekend you, you know do you fancy a paddle or even just like going for a drink in the pub or whatever there's that camaraderie and that that real team spirit between us all
3: The fantastic thing is that with the ambassadors this year, we've got a brilliant age range. So our youngest one, uh, Ruby, she's 16 years old. And yet when she met up with everyone else at the induction day, you wouldn't know there was an age difference. And I think that's the great thing. Paddling was bringing everyone together. And your age doesn't matter on the water because because your ability is not restricted in any way by being younger or Mm. older or, or somewhere bang in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, we're going to go and have a quick chat with one of the other Sheep paddles ambassadors emma and uh she stood by a lock which is going to make a little bit of noise for us but i think it will be kind of cool a bit of water sound in the background so how's it going emma
2: good good thank you yeah good
0: so i was uh i just noticed as you rolled into the car park you got a cool boat on your on your roof and i was wondering you know what's your story in paddle sport how did you get into it and, and how do you find yourself here
2: I got into it years and years ago when my dad built an open canoe, uh, so we could go out paddling just as a family when he developed arthritis and couldn't walk really anymore. Um, And then I got into my local canoe club when I started doing Duke of Edinburgh's, um, so using it for my sporting element of that. Mm. Fell out of it a bit after university um, and then came back to it last year, wanting to get into more doing more of it again. So I liked my flat water paddling, but I really wanted to get into doing some more fun stuff with some white
0: water. And so how long were you out of paddling then before you came back?
2: I was out for nineteen years. Wow. Not, some of that wasn't through choice. Um so it was it was nice to be able to come back to it on my terms.
0: And so you've been back now for about a year you're saying and you're feeling going sorry?
2: It's about about yeah about nearly two years oh, now sorry. actually yeah nearly two stay, years it's okay
0: so you've been back into paddling for about two years and, and how quickly did you pick it back up did you come back in easily enough it's like riding a bike
2: isn't it it's um you've at first there's that little bit of trepidation you go back to the pool you do your safety test you panic about capsizing again but once you've done that it's like oh yeah this is just the muscle memory comes back and you realize how much you've missed it and how much you
0: love it and what club are you with and, and what do you do with them?
2: So I'm with a couple of clubs, actually. Oh so wow. I, I know I'm a bit of a uh, <laughs> bit of a wanderer around. That's that's the one. So I'm predominantly with Lower Wharf Canoe Club, which is the club I was with as a, as a youngster as well. Um, and I do a lot of helping out with coaching there and things. Um, I'm also with East Yorkshire Canoe Club, um, where I tend to go supping more than anything over there. And... Um, I'm helping to set up a community canoe club in Castleford at the moment. Um, and I'm
0: also part of a Facebook canoe club called Slightly White Water Kayaking. So can we go and have a look at your boat? Because uh, it caught my eye on the way here. My pretty boat. <laughs> what sort of white water level do you paddle at?
2: Uh, currently two to three. Okay. So I'm still getting there and started doing a little bit of divorce slalom as well.
0: Ah. Mm. And what's your rolling like? Um,
2: it's uh, That's a work in progress. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah
0: yeah we just cruised down to the cafe car park and just looking at this boat It looks uh, very new and neat and tidy and is it, is it quite a new craft for you, or Relative, you just been...
2: relatively new it's yeah. got a few dinks now but
0: yeah yeah absolutely and, and what about the color is there some significance there or is it just the way that it came out
2: um i absolutely adore purple ah. i swore i'd never have a pink boat but yeah. you know with, with the purple on top of it it's yeah it
0: did it for me and now i notice you've got purple rims on your glasses so that's <laughs> kind of cool and I, just as we walked in i saw you on the back of your car you've got a bumper sticker although it's not on the bumper no. she paddles bumper sticker
2: um it means so much to me it means it means that we are there we are doing the stuff that the guys are doing and we're 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 able to do the stuff that the guys are doing and that paddle sport is for for everybody um no matter gender age anything you know um so it's just it's nice to be able to go out there and promote you know hey look you can do this too
0: Well if anyone's curious it's not a woodpecker that's in the background, it's some people tinkering with a lock mechanism but uh, as this is outdoors you know this is the way it goes But. I was interested, you know, you're, it was 162 miles, this journey across across England on a stand-up paddleboard, but there was an important kind of environmental aspect to it as well, wasn't it?
1: Yes, I wanted to raise awareness of the plastic pollution in our canals um, because they're so beautiful, uh, but there is a lot of plastic in, in certain areas more than others, and I wanted to do some litter picking along the way as well as fundraising and just show the kind of things that I found, talk about it, and also encourage people to A, not drop litter in the canals, but B, take away litter um, and recycle it and also choose to use reusable bottles rather than plastic bottles. So, yeah, there was an environmental aspect to it as well. So important while we're out on the water,
2: you know, you don't have to do something specific like a organise a litter clean. Let's let's go and do this, you know. Whenever you're out on the water, no matter what craft you're in, there's always space to put a bit of rubbish in. Like my my local river, when we're out on club nights, we're, we're unfortunate position where there's a lot of pubs at the side of the river in York, and regularly the bottles come over from the side people drop them in the river and so you're constantly picking out beer bottles and we laugh and joke but you know there's big biffer bins and things like mm. that that have been pushed into the water and it's just chocking up our waterways and destroying mm. the life that's in there
3: i think a really important message for me especially from joe's journey was it's not everyone else's responsibility mm. if you see a bit of litter don't just look at it and think oh that's terrible there's some litter there pick it up if you can you can't always it's fair enough but if you can pick a few pieces up if everybody picked up a few pieces of litter took them back recycled them and if you can't take them back and recycle them even just to put them in the bin so they're not in out in the environment it would just make such a difference we all want to be out enjoying the waterways we all need to take responsibility for that
2: for me as well i've got a nearly four year old little boy and he loves being out on the water with me, and it's not just the waterways; it's everywhere as well. But be just being able to show them how to look after the environment—it's their future. We've got to take care of, and we've ruined it. So we need to—we need to take action, and we need to clear it up.
0: And that's the, 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 the astonishing fact. I think I, I saw it on your webpage uh, mm. It was said, you know, 80% of plastic that's in the sea comes from rivers, from inland waterways. And I suppose that's the role that you know, this Clear Access, Clear Waters campaign, sees for paddle sports and, you know, kayakers, canoes, stand-up paddle boarders, they can help with that matter.
1: Absolutely. Um, I didn't, until I read that and, and learnt that fact, I wasn't aware of it. I didn't realise that what we can do inland, I live inland, can make a huge difference to what happens and what ends up in the oceans, so you don 't have to be by the beach to make a difference. you can make it on your doorstep in your city in your town, in your village, wherever you are along the towpath or uh, alongside of the river and and it is just taking responsibility and it is for um, our children but it 's also the bird life. I saw some things which i haven 't shared yet, but You know, some really distressing sights about the birds who are being affected by, you know, nests just full of awful, awful rubbish and the impact that it's having on them. Um, And you see these beautiful little moorhens just sort of, the moor chicks just weaving their way through plastic bottles. And it was a really. it was you know there were moments i would stop and just think oh my you know what have we done and and what can you know what more can i catch on and get on my board um yeah it it, some places are really distressing
0: i think for me when i see a canal you know it's a man-made waterway effectively but actually they weave their way through some really wild you know natural parts of the the country and for me that's a really important thing to say is that when you get out into nature and you get out outside of these cities you see something that is precious and something that is beautiful something that allows a different place in our minds and for me that's really important for us to be able to get out there so people can appreciate and then protect it
1: absolutely i mean some of the areas i went through were so beautiful it was breathtaking i would literally stop and just look at the flowers and the birds and the bees and the butterflies on the on the side of the bank which you don't always get to see unless you stop and literally look over breathtaking utterly breathtaking there would be oyster catchers geese herons swans i saw an igrette egret. um just the most beautiful bird life and you i never listened to any music or had podcasts i just listened to the world around me and to live in that moment and listen to the bird sometimes was just um it was breathtaking breathtaking
0: i'm loving hearing my three guests chat such nice people and I hope you can sense the bonds being built by paddling. And I've just pulled aside Katie Lambert to tell me a bit more about the She Paddles community.
3: The She Paddles scheme started a couple of years ago now. We're on our second round of 10 women's paddling ambassadors who are 10 awesome women who represent uh, all different spheres of paddling from recreational up to coaching and leadership in lots of different disciplines and really they were chosen because they're all just massively enthusiastic about the sport and they have great stories to tell as well and what we wanted to find was 10 women who would inspire other women and uh, we think we've got a really good spread of them but She Paddles is a lot wider than that as well we've got our women's paddling community on Facebook where women can come along and just swap ideas swap inspiration and also swap any worries and things they have about paddling and uh, we want to get that into clubs and centres as well and really make all of our clubs and centres welcoming for women so that women come into the sport and stay in
0: and I guess a lot of people might go oh yeah shoe paddles is just about getting more women and girls into paddling but that's not true right
3: no no the big thing for me is a lot of women do come into paddle sport we see boring statistics that tell us that they come in at the starter level but then they start to drop off when uh, they proceed into coaching and leadership what we want to make sure is that the people who want to can go up through the um, roles become coaches and leaders for future generations so it's not just about getting them on the water it's about making sure they get to where they want to be Um,
0: and it's interesting that you're saying that there seems to be perhaps these like barriers and and what do you see those barriers as being for 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 women in, in paddle sport i
3: think A lot of the barriers that we find um, can be outdated attitudes, outdated uh, language that might be used and also a lot of it is about um, changing the ethos of coaching so that coaches are coaching individual people and not lumping together necessarily men or women or anything, Mm. just coaching the individual so if, if a woman is less confident then coaching that individual for how they need to be to make them more confident. And uh, I think the other barrier often is perception. It's that um, it's a male dominated sport. Mm. Um, It isn't, there's lots of women out there doing great things. We just want to promote them and make sure everyone knows about them.
0: Yeah so that sounds really cool and I understand you know you're a bit of a paddler yourself and I just thought it'd be cool just to tell people a little bit about what you do so that you know we know that you're just not in a, in an office coming up with social media hashtags all the time.
3: <laughs> well I'm as guilty as anyone for sort of trying to say I don't do things so I'll tell people I'm not a paddler and then when I look back I've done quite a bit of paddling so uh, but my latest adventures have been uh, getting into rafting so I got into that last year and within six months I was out in Romania competing with an awesome group of women just having the most fun on the water and rafting is not something I ever thought I'd be able to do but I really wanted to get on the white water and it was an accessible way to do it with a team, just fantastic experience but yeah I've done a little bit of stand up paddleboarding, a little bit of kayaking, a little bit of canoeing so a bit of everything.
0: And so what, what position do you paddle in the, in the raft Then, what's your speciality uh, section in the rafting?
3: My specialty is staying in the raft. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) that's what I do. That's the first rule though. Yeah, Yeah, I'm usually either at the front or in the middle. I'm not the most skilled, but that's why I love rafting, because um, a lot of the women I paddle with are really skilled, really experienced, and um, it gave me the opportunity to compete, even though I've not been in the sport that long, and to improve that way.
0: And in terms of the white water, I mean, I think for most people getting onto white water in a a kayak or canoe is actually quite intimidating. But in a raft, you've got a little bit, you know, sitting a bit above it and you're kind of in a bigger boat. And is that, do you think that's a good way of getting into paddling on white water and getting those feelings?
3: absolutely yeah i think for me the thought of even trying it in a kayak on my own i just never would have done it i never would have got down that first drop um in a raft you again it's the team element as well you know you're in there with experienced people and um and then once you're on it wow it's just amazing it's so much fun you learn so much about the water about the way it behaves what to look for Just fantastic, and actually just getting out of the raft and looking at the course and deciding where you want to be and how you're gonna get there. It's a brilliant skill to learn.
0: We're out in the countryside near Skipton and it's a beautiful sunny day can see rolling hills all around and, and green trees. And it's like, you know, we can enjoy being outside. But it's really clear, I think, when you're outdoors in, in the countryside, where you're allowed to go and where you're not allowed to go. There's paths and there's gates and there's, um, you know, stuff to tell you what to do. But when we're on the river, it seems to me like it sometimes can be a bit uh, more difficult to know where you are and what your rights are, I suppose. And I think it kind of kills perhaps a bit of the buzz and a bit of the adventure makes things a bit more difficult and i was wondering katie how you thought where you know when you're out on the water you know how does that kind of in the back of your mind affect you
3: i think that it's um, it's really true what you've just said about footpaths and things cause as well as paddling i do a lot of running and cycling before i go out i will usually plot my own route i'll use apps and maps and and it's really obvious what's a footpath what's a bridle path what's a public road but with the waterways they don't have those sort of signs on them necessarily in fact sometimes they might even have negative signs that tell you you're not allowed on somewhere and it's actually knowing whether that's true or not and uh, so access is just so important I want to be able to go out the same way as I go out running or cycling and get on the water and just feel confident and not have to worry that someone's going to tell me off that someone's going to tell me I'm doing something wrong
1: and not know what my rights are around that. That's a question I'm asked all the time on my social media. I'll get little messages saying, "What do I do? Am I allowed here? Am I allowed on the canals? What do you do?" So obviously, I tell them, "Get your British canoeing license, and that gives you the insurance and the ability to go on the on the canals." Um, I think as well, it, I never really realised that the canals were almost there and how amazing they were. The canal the Skip, um, in Skipton, um, the Leeds Liverpool Canal, comes past where my son's school is five minutes walk and i've been in that car park near the canal and not realized that it was even a place i could go it was like i, I didn't know i just didn't realize until i saw someone else doing it and thought oh wow that's amazing um so it's that lack of knowledge and that's why i want to keep sharing and saying to people yeah the canals are there for us and you are welcome just get your license absolutely it's we've got so many great waterways around and
2: people don't understand how to access it and sometimes they can be put off or intimidated by seeing fishing lines uh, you know fishing poles and lines across the canals and rivers that's quite common where I live we've got a little canal the Selby canal but um it's predominantly fishermen on there so you feel a bit twitchy about going on it's like oh they're gonna have a go because they've got to move their lines this that and the other um but it is a navigable canal and you get canal boats up and down and it's such a joyous little canal that it'd be great to you know to show that you can these things are there for us to enjoy and and as long as you've got a license then you can go and access those as much as you want
3: the fact that You don't have to actually go out into the countryside to go paddling. Mm. A lot of people think, oh, I live near a city, I can't, there's no waterways. But those canals, there's such history to them as well. They're wonderful, historic uh, waterways that have allowed industry to grow in our cities. And now we can use them and we can travel along those historic storylines and we don't actually have to go right out to the countryside and you get to see the towns and cities from
1: a whole new perspective. Oh absolutely um, the Leeds Liverpool Canal comes goes through um, Saltaire which has got mm. huge history. It's so kind of evocative as you go through and you see these massive mills and then coming through Leeds um, and you see the history there and then going on to the air and colder navigation and you're passing through these massive buildings and I've sort of put pictures up on my Instagram and people are like, what you did it in Leeds, in the middle of the town, in the city, and I'm like, yeah, it's there. It, it's available to all of us, and and it's it's we're allowed there. It's it's our, you know, we're allowed to go there. It's not somebody else saying no, you can't. We can go there, and and it's amazing to explore. I think that's one of the joys about waterways, especially with the canals being.
2: Um, in these industrial or built-up areas it's the fact that you can get out and enjoy the outdoors without having to go, oh, I've got to drive two hours to get to, um, I don't know, the moors or something like that it's there, it's on your doorstep
0: yeah, they're like an urban resource yeah. where people yeah. can go, you know, do like things that are positive for their mental health, for their physical health, and also mm. for a community as well. Because I think yeah. that there are, you know, well, Emma was telling me a bit about one of her projects, which is about, you know, hopefully going to get um, communities bound together.
2: Trying to form a new canoe club in a very industrial old mining town, um, Castleford. Um, it's not the usual place you'd think of for a canoe club to. To start up, but um, with the help of the Canal and Rivers Trust and the Desmond Family Canoe Trail, we're, we're setting up a, a new canoe club to try and get some of that community spirit back and show them what's on their doorstep.
3: We also have um, a great resource on the Go paddling website, which is the Paddling Trails, and we even have paddling trails in the centre of London, so you can get on the water and paddle into Camden Market. It's just awesome to be able to paddle into such a vibrant place and people are going to be looking at you going, where have you come from? How did you get here that way? (laughs) Because no one else is going to arrive in a boat. So it's fantastic, those those urban waterways and there's
1: a great resource there on the website to, to discover the ones near you. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm paddling on the Thames in uh, about ten days' time as part of an event. But that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look at that and go through <laughs> London. with Just take my paddleboard down on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just carry it around and then get in and out. Yep. Wow. Don't think I could get my
2: kayak on the tube. That might be a little bit harder for me. But I've found as well. I love those. Um, the paddle trails. Paddling trails are amazing. Cause, like. as a a leader, as a paddle sport leader, it means I can go, oh, that looks, let's let's go and explore there. And it's just being able to just get out and go, right, we can do this one, let's go there, take the club. You know, you've you've pretty much risk assessed it already on the paddling trail. So that takes all that worry out. And so clubs and individuals can just get out more.
0: We've come back to the canal just behind the lock. And I just wanted to say, I've had a really nice afternoon with you all. It's lovely to get to know you a bit better and also hear a little bit about your stories and spend this time with you and uh, I don't know I just want to go go stand up paddleboarding a little bit more <laughs> yeah let's just go let's go let's go <laughs> I've had a cracking day with Jo Mosley, hearing about her marathon stand up paddleboarding effort Emma Kitchen and her return to white water and Katie Lambert from She Paddles at British Canoeing thanks so much for listening to Clear Access Clear Waters the paddlers podcast I'd love it if you could spare a moment to leave a review and subscribe and I'll see you soon